The Word of God is one of God's major means by which He grows us. Let's dive into a session in which we're going to see how key the Word of God is in helping us to look more like Jesus. Psalm, which is uh, an introduction to the book of Psalms, which I think is very appropriate in that the book of Psalms is, of course, different individual Psalms being brought together by the superintendent work of the Spirit. But how fitting is the introduction of Psalm 1 and its relationship to our growth? It says, Blesses the man that who walks not in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season. I'm looking at this and I'm thinking about the subject and idea of sanctification and how out of all of the ingredients of sanctification, what God uses to spiritually grow us, to spiritually strengthen us, is that the Word of God is the key ingredient because without the Word of God being that key ingredient, uh, it, it almost is as if none of, we wouldn't even know about the rest of the ingredients, whether it's suffering, whether it's prayer, whether it's how God uses marriage, uh, how God uses the local church. We, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't know about this. And I love the fact that the psalmist really bores down and shows us and roots us in such a powerful idea that helps us to connect with all of God's means of grace, but particularly the Word of God. There are so many uh, verses in the New Testament that reminds us of this ideal, but as we study, it, study this and begin to walk through this, it reminds me of a show I used to watch. I don't watch it much no more, but it's, but it's called uh, Chopped, and in Chopped, they would always have some mystery ingredient, uh, and that mystery ingredient, no matter what type of meal that they fixed. It's using an exotic ingredient that, or, or ingredients that you have to sort of put together to make a, a, a great meal out of. And what's powerful about that is no matter what, the Word of God is the main ingredient that must pervade every single thing in our life because the Bible is the only thing, the Word of God is the only thing that's alive and active and sharpening to any two-edged sword. Matter of fact, Jesus prayed in uh, John chapter 17 he prayed a great prayer for all disciples of all times. He says, sanctify them in truth. When we look at this idea of sanctify, in other words, he's praying that God the Father would use his word to set us aside as unique and distinct in the world. The word of God is that key ingredient that helps us with that. And the Bible says what the word of God does in us as we do what James 1.21 says, receive the implanted word of God, which is able to save our souls. See that word save there? The word save there is interesting because the word can mean to save us from the penalty of sin or to save us ultimately from the presence of sin. But there, uh, saving our souls isn't initially coming to a relationship with God or taking us into eternity with him. But, but save there, so, so that word being used there is pointing to the fact that as we in 
plant the word of God in different areas of our life, one of the things that it does is it grows us and takes us from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity. So that means that we're not going to grow spiritually if we're not getting in the word of God, if we're not hearing the word of God in worship gatherings, if we're not getting in the word of God and, 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 and memorizing the word of God, if you will, if we're not studying the word of God and not only studying the word of God, but also reading the word of God and meditating on it. And as we meditate on it, we, we, we do what's called theological reflection. So as we meditate on uh, 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 the word meditate uh, means to chew. Some believe that it points back to the whole idea of a cow chewing. Um, I don't know if you've ever been in a rural area or any area where you see a cow chewing. And the cows, all they do is like this the whole time. And the cow has several stomachs. And what happens is, is that cow chews on the cud and he swallows it. And not the cud, but he swallows what he's eating, the grass, and he swallows it and regurgitates it back up, chews it some more uh, so that uh, he can process the nutrients in it even more, uh, swallow it, regurgitate it back up more so that we can, so that he can begin to have more of, of extracting the beauty of the nutrients out of what's being eaten. And that's what meditation means when it comes to the scriptures. We're supposed to continuously swallow the word of God, bring it back up and chew on it so that we can maximize the inexhaustible nutrients that God has in it for us. And as we expose ourselves, our role in pursuing holiness is to expose ourselves uh, to God's word. And what God does as he wills and works his good pleasure, as we work out our soul salvation with fear and trembling, what he does is God the spirit takes the word of God and applies it into our lives and help us to do what Jesus talks about in the parable of the soils. In the parable of the soil, Jesus talks about soils that didn't receive the word of God. But then he talks about the one that's truly responsive to God's word. Guess what happens? On the good soil of our souls, guess what happens? God does his work and causes us that word to be planted, just like it's talking about in Psalm chapter one. And guess what? We, we, we bear fruit. Uh, uh, 10, 100, 1,000, I'm hoping a million, a billion, a trillion fold. And that, that's the beauty of being exposed to the word. You can't grow spiritually if you're not being exposed to the word of God. And I, I don't know about you, but I want to be exposed to God's word on every single area of my life, every single level of my life, and be strengthened and be transformed and be nurtured by the might and power of God through God's word. What's the result of this? He says, a person is constantly meditating on the scriptures chewing on the scriptures. Guess what? They're like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And what happens, it says it yields its fruit in its season. So, so God acts upon us as we expose ourselves in the word. God, the spirit acts upon us in helping us to be exposed to the word, first of all. But then second of all, he, he allows there to be seasonal napalm of growth happening in different areas of our life so that we can grow, so that we can develop, and so that you and I as men and women of God can be all that God wants us to be. I want to ask you a question. Do, do you want to grow? Do you want to uh, maximize your growth? It's impossible without uh, exposing yourself to God's word. I, I suggest you take your time and begin building in your life times and seasons in your life where you're reading the word of God, number one. Uh, that means you got to get in the Bible for yourself. Number two, you got to be uh, studying the word of God. So you need to get some tools and connect yourself to some tools that help you to study and grow in God's word. But that's not enough. You need to be around the people of God. And maybe you're saying, well, I can study my Bible on my own. 
Uh, that, that, that's not going to work only by itself. It's helpful, but you need all of, I want all that God has for me. And so uh, lastly, you need to be around the body of Christ where the word of God is being preached and the gospel as the means by which we grab a hold of the word of God and the power of the spirit to implant it, to help it to be connected to us. And so my prayer is that we would be people who are committed uh, to hearing the word of God, chewing on the word of God or meditating on the word of God, reading the word of God, studying the word of God. And I'm praying, like I always like to say, one of my favorite lines is we need to bleed Bible. When, if somebody cut us, the pages of the scriptures should flow out of us in an extremely powerful and unfathomable, matchless way. God bless you. Take care and let's dive into God's scriptures with everything that is within us so that God can have something to use to grow us. One of my favorite verses in closing this out is, Jesus is talking to his disciples in the upper room discourse and he says to them, he says, the spirit of truth, when he comes to you, he will bring back to remembrance all those things that I've taught you. If you don't have any word in you, the spirit of God who is in you doesn't have a Rolodex to pull out of you what God has placed in you. Let's get to it so that he has something within us to work with for us to be able to grow and be developed in him. I didn't have a foundation of faith at home. I found out later in life that my mother had made a profession of faith, but my father had professed to be a Muslim. I, my mother had been diagnosed with ovarian cancer, and I just really didn't have a way to process that. Um, I started asking questions about eternity, what was gonna happen to her. My mother and I were very close. Um, because of some absentee father issues, my dad was not fully present in our home. He was there. Um, and I, in a lot of strange ways, I was daddy's girl. Um, but he, because he didn't know the Lord, he wasn't able to really fully fulfill what God's call on his life was as a, as a man in our home. So, and my grandmother actually, my father's mother, had been a faithful Christian. She prayed with me when she lived with us when I, we were in Baltimore when I was like five. She taught me scripture, which come to you know, fast forward to when I was like 17, I desperately needed something that was bigger than the story that I was in. Um, and so I reflected on the word that my, my grandmother had taught me. Um, and I thought if she knew something, she seems like she knew something about God. So let me just go to the Bible and start to read. I didn't understand most of what I read but more than anything, I started to unfold this picture of who Jesus was and how he was treated. And I thought, man, how could they treat him like that? He didn't do anything wrong. And so as I began to meditate on what I had read, I came to the conclusion that, okay, there was so much that I did not know, but what I had seen had to be true, that Jesus had to be God. And I, I didn't understand, I wasn't going to a church or anything like that, but just Reading the word um, really brought me to a point where I was willing to trust Jesus for whatever the future was. So the future for myself without my mother. Um, I even brought my mother a Bible because I wanted her to read and be transformed like I had been. Um, and so that was the beginning of my journey and my, my introduction to um, the power of the word.
um, that God could use that to change my perspective about eternity, about himself, and to introduce me to Jesus more than anything. Um, now, I, when my mother died, I was 22. It was um, three days before Christmas, eight days before her 58th birthday. And so while death has had a really um, powerful um, Death has had a, a really powerful, um, formative uh, shape on my life. The life that I have in God has had more power and more shape for my life than even the closest person who'd passed away in my life. So for me, um, I understood God's sovereignty in taking my mom away. I understood and I held on to the fact that God was good even when I didn't understand. Um, and that was the foundation for my stability during a really, really hard time in life. Um, I was 22 then, I'm 42 now. And so this December will mark the 20th year that I've been without my mom. And so for somebody who, for a young woman who desperately you know, wants to have mom there when she gets married, when she, you know, has all these milestones in her young life. I didn't have that, but I knew because God had said in his word that he would be a mother to the motherless and a father to the fatherless. That was my experience with God. And I knew it to be true because his word said that. And so being able to grab hold of the word of God and the person of God through the scriptures and knowing about Jesus Christ, um, understanding the comfort that the Holy Spirit would provide for me um, has been the most securing, the most, um, the, the biggest blessing in my life. It told me, um, God through his word told me that I had people, that I had community, that I knew um, I was gonna be okay through all of those challenges. And so as God used those to form and shape me, He's also allowed me to be a vessel um, for forming and shaping others, even my two-year-old daughter. As you can see, the Word of God is key. And so I'm glad you got a chance to dive into really biblical reasoning behind how the Word of God is used by God to shape us in every single area of our life. Hopefully, as you begin to build on this and deepen this, this was a great service to you to help you in your development with the Lord Jesus Christ.